Are you a car guy or a car girl? Doesn't matter. Either way, I think you're in the right spot. Welcome to The Sixth Gear. I'm your host, Tom Musgrave. And on this show, we're going to be talking a lot of cars. And I've been talking cars for 20 plus years. And now you get to listen in and chime in. And uh, we're going to be talking to a lot of different interesting people in the automotive world. A lot of friends and colleagues of mine. We're going to be going to some driving events, some car shows. We're going to have a lot of great car stories on this show. I think we're going to have some really good ones coming up. I watch a lot of Bring a Trailer, too. Um, a website that I get to kind of hop on there and look at all the cars that I can't afford yet, but they keep me motivated, you know? And uh, a little P-Car Market. I like, to, I like to watch Porsches. And uh, the new one that I found is called Built for Backroads. It's a website that's more targeted at modified cars, track cars, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, they're built, obviously, built for back roads. But I've been digging it lately, and uh, I think that it's kind of a cool website, so I've been watching that one too. And uh, so I'm an electrical contractor by trade, and uh, so the the trucks that I have, so one thing I want to touch on, um, they're all Fords. And I think that Ford guys have kind of a... Uh, you know, people see them as kind of like fancy guys, at least in at least in the trade world anyway. The the guys with the Fords are the fancy ones. They got the clean jeans, there's no dirt on their boots, you know. And then you got the Chevy guys. The Chevy guys are, you know, the they're the tough guys, they're the badasses, you know, they're usually a little little bit redneck, and I kind of think that, that stigma is a little bit true. But I'm not I'm not like a real Ford guy, you know. I I don't care that much about it. I have trucks that are Fords sure. They've been great for me. You know, they have, they've been performing and they've been lasting and they're just great trucks. And I think they look good too, man. I think they got Chevy beat there. I don't think that I'm now, I'm not, I'm not knocking GMC and Chevy for their looks because I think they're doing fine too, but I think Ford just has the edge. And, uh, but the thing is, like, if you're, if you're a Chevy guy and you see me driving around in my Ford, don't give me the finger, man. I don't care that much. Go have a beer at the bonfire, you redneck. And I, you know what? I like beers at bonfires too. So don't judge me. I have dirty jeans. I'm a maker and a fixer, in the words of Spike Ferriston. And I tell you what, here's an here's another manufacturer that I think is a really bad stigma, and it's BMW. BMW has, you know, I think that they've earned the title of the ultimate driving machine, and the machines that they've created, the steering, the just the feel, the, you know, the noise output, the way that the doors close, like all the way down to that, just the interiors, everything, everything that creates that ultimate experience, they've done it. And in my eyes, there's no beating that. And I kind of, I've, I fell out of the BMW world for a little bit. You know, I've been, a have been an enthusiast for a long time, always loved them. And, um, but you know, there was a lot of, there were a lot of things in life that kind of took priority over cars for me for a while. And I think that's, a, that's a lot of reason why I'm doing this podcast. I want to get back into that car world that I miss so much. And, you know, I've been feeling pretty nostalgic lately and that's what, uh, so actually that's why I just purchased my most recent car, which I'll get into that later. But kind of what what got me back into BMW was a trip that my wife Stacy and I took to uh, Austin, Texas, 
and we rented an M2 while we were down there. And man, driving that thing around, it just it it brought me right back. It was, I mean, it's an awesome car, and I actually ended up getting one of those, and because it's it's one of the ultimate driving cars. And so I drove that thing, and it just kind of sparked something in me. It kind of awoke that inner beast that had been suppressed for so long, you know. And, you know, I said something to Stacy. I said, hey, you know, I think we should kind of start thinking about maybe getting a car. And she's, and was not about it. And I and I was bummed out and whatever it was, what it was. And then a few months later, she came to me and said, hey, I need something that is going to motivate me in my business. And she had a coach at the time that actually brought up cars as a motivation. And so Stacy mentioned, mentioned this to me. And uh, I thought, oh, man, I'm back. I'm back, baby. So I, you know, I, I showed Stace her her quote-unquote dream car, what it may be at this time in our lives with three kids and, uh, you know, family of five. We need a big ride. So I showed her the X7. And I still remember the day that I saw the commercial for the first time for the X7. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, and I was looking at all the, you know, there's a million TVs in there, and I saw this commercial, and I saw that thing, and I thought, man, that thing is awesome. What a great looking car. That would be such a such a fun thing to have as a dad, you know. And I thought in that moment, really cool. Too bad I'll never own one. And that was a that was a mindset that I was in at the time, a fixed mindset. And uh that's another thing we'll be touching on in the podcast, so I'm sure a little bit, you know, fixed and growth mindset, because I think whether it doesn't matter which one you're in, it's a good thing to talk and listen to about. And um, so we ended up getting an X7, and I love that machine. It's awesome. And uh, But so I kind of have Stace to thank for me for that, to kind of get me back into that. I think the M2 inspired it, moved along with the X7, and now we're making, we're making progress here, and I'm back, in the, I'm back in the world that I miss so, so much. And I want to talk to you about my most recent purchase, Uh Thinking about like, uh, you know, because I've been pretty nostalgic lately and I've been talking about this, uh, talking about this car for a long time. And, you know, back in the day when I was a kid, the first BMW that I had, a 325iS that I did everything I could in my power and my budget at the time to turn into an M3, anything I could. Well, I finally have one. I finally got myself in. 94 Euro spec E36 M3 manual shift, of course. The coolest 90s kid interior that's hard to find in these cars. And this thing is, you know, it's it's an investment for me, sure, because these things are, you know, they're going crazy on the market right now, changing a lot of things, and a lot of people are wanting these cars. But I this car holds a special place to me because of that nostalgia. And the smell of the exhaust that takes me right back to being a young guy and just meeting Stacy and just a, a time period in my life that I shouldn't say that I miss, but you know, that I, it's, it, it was a good time in my life and I was young and it was kind of the beginning of all of it. And so I have this car and it's just been bringing a lot of memories back to me. One of the memories I have that I want to share with you guys tonight is a, is a little a trip that I had to Greenville at the time. Stace was living down there teaching, and 
it was the first day, I think, maybe second day that I had the car out for the year. It was a beautiful day, not a cloud in the sky, and I'm just cruising down Route 19, three lanes wide open, jamming to some tunes, loving life, going to see my girl, and I saw this thing in the rear view. I saw it coming, and uh, this guy in a brand new, bright yellow, Gran Turismo Maserati coupe pulls up to me, and I mean, I was, I was, I was behaving for the most part. I was doing 80, 85 on my own, just cruising. And this guy flies up and he gets next to me and slows down and he gives me the nice car head nod. And I give him the nice car head nod back a little bit deeper because I want him to know that I think his car is cooler. But we nod, nod, and he takes off. So he's ripping and we're flying. We're both cruising. I watched this car for a solid half hour at 100 plus miles an hour. It was a great time. I mean, just the two of us out there. And he was smoking me on the straights. I mean, I'll be honest with you, but I was catching that guy in the turns. I don't know if it's just because he was an old man kind of driver or if he just didn't want rock chips on his Maserati, which I get that too. I mean, if I had that car, it would definitely be wrapped in some kind of clear coat. But so anyway, we're cruising. And he's in front of me at this point and goes up over this hill. And I just, right as he crests the hill and disappears over the top, I see his brake lights come on. And I don't know if you know this, but down in West Virginia, those cops have mobile radar. So they can catch your speed while they're driving the opposite direction on the highway. I didn't really know that, but here I am flying up over this hill. And I see him on the other side. Well, don't you know this guy just pulls a huge dust cloud Yui through the median and flies up on my ass. And so I pull over. I'm not a runner. I pull over and I see this guy behind me. And he's got this smile and a smirk on his face. So I lean out the window and I said, hey, I said, did you see that yellow Maserati? He says, yeah, I saw him. I said, why didn't you pull that guy over? Well, he said, what are you trying to do? Catch him? I'm not catching that guy, man. He's got twice the horsepower I have. Come on, you know. I said, I was behaving until he came up. He says, yeah, yeah. Give me your license and registration. Okay, yeah, okay. So here's my stuff, and he takes it all back there. And you ever, they're, they're back there for so long with your shit, you know that? I don't know what they're doing with it, but it's like I could write a book in the time that they're back there. So he comes back finally, and he says, hey, man. I'm going to do you a favor. He says, I get it. You guys are out here having a good time. You're just cruising. Nobody's out here. It's a nice day out. I totally get it. I'm gonna, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to write you a ticket still, but I'm going to write you a ticket for 75 and a 70. And I said, oh, man, dude, thank you so much. You know, that's awesome. Thank you. So I drive off, and I've learned absolutely nothing from that, of course. And... So I forgot to mention that while I was on the side of the road, a black Z4 drove by. And I saw the guy rubbernecking. I mean, everybody everybody looks to see who's pulled over. You know, I'm always looking to see what this person looks like. You know, that's one of the things like if I'm, if I'm driving with somebody and then somebody does something stupid, I look past and I want to look in their window to see, are they as stupid looking as they drive? Most of the time, yes. But in this situation... 
I'm the stupid one. I'm pulled over. This guy's looking just like anybody else and everybody looking at that speeder that got what they deserve, you know, especially after, you know, you pass somebody and then you get pulled over. That's the worst. But uh, so I'm this guy. Well, anyway, since I learned nothing from my from getting pulled over, I catch up to this guy in his Z4 20 minutes down the road. And at this point, we're in Fayetteville, West Virginia. And I don't know if you've ever been through Fayetteville, but it's just a it's kind of a weird setup. It's highway with stoplights. And I'm pretty sure that there's a cop every hundred yards. And I knew that. And I I knew that, but it's like that knowledge just left my mind in the moment. The moment that I was sitting next to that Z4 at the at the light, and he revved his engine at me. And I thought, man, I know you saw me. I know you saw me. And I can't say no to a race, so the light turns green, and we both rip out of there. We're flying to the next light that's not even far away. But you know what? I beat that guy. I did. I put him in his place. And we're sitting at the light, and he's behind me, and I see a black, black, completely blacked out SUV pull up on the berm. And I see a very firm hand shoot out the window, pointing at this Z4. I can just, I can feel it, you know. And I thought, oh, shit, man. I just got my license back. Street racing, I'm going to lose it again. And the guy pulls up to me and he says, you, pull over up here. And I said, why? What did I do? He says, you know what you did. 85 and a 55, pull over. So I pull over in the parking lot ahead and... The Z4 pulls in next to me, and I roll my window down, and I said, hey, man, I said, what's the deal? He said, I know, man, I'm sorry. I saw you pulled over back there, but I just, I couldn't resist. And I said, hey, I'm not mad at you. I did it, too. You know, it is what it is. So that cop came up, and uh, he was not as cool as the first guy at all. He, he, he gave me that 30-over ticket. And I don't know the laws in West Virginia as well as I know them in PA, but I know in, I know in Pennsylvania here, 30 over ticket, you're going to lose your license for that one too. Yep. So I, I mean, I, it was only one thing to do. I had to go to court in Fayetteville, obviously. So made a, made a trip out of it, either to or from to see Stacy. And I went to that little podunk courtroom. And when it, it got to be my time to uh, plead my case, you know, I said, uh, Listen, sir, I, I was speeding. I, I did that, you know. I, I, was, I was driving much too fast for the area, and uh, I just want to let you know that the only reason I was doing so was because I had just found out that I was going to be a father. I was on the way to see my girlfriend, and he bought it. And he says, man, if there was ever a time that I was losing my mind, it was when I found out I was going to be a father. And he said, I'm going to reduce the fine. I'm going to set it to be a 60 and a 55. So there's no points in your license. You will just pay a fine, but you already paid your fine. So you're actually going to be getting money back. And I thought, man, this is awesome. I've cheated the system. I did it. And it wasn't until halfway out of there when every person in that courtroom wanted to shake my hand and congratulate me on becoming a father, did I think, oh, shit, I think that karma's going to bite me in the ass for this. And 
I don't know that it has. I, f- I feel pretty lucky with my life and what's been going on for me and my life and my families. And I, I don't know. But you know what? I'm going to end it on that because I'm not going to yak your ear off all night. Keep your eye out for karma. And keep your eye out for old guys in Maseratis. Yellow ones especially. Because they're going to get you every time. Till next time. Have a good night, guys. Thank you.